Thanks for tuning in. My name's Brooke B, and this is The Written Game. Today's topic, as the title of this episode suggests, is The Last of Us Part 2, the story we wanted versus the story we got. Now, I feel like this is obvious, but just to be safe, I'm letting y'all know right now that this episode will contain some major, major spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2, and I highly, highly recommend playing the game first to give yourself the full experience. So consider this your first and final spoiler warning. Okay, so first, a quick backstory on The Last of Us, just so we're all caught up to talk about part two. For those of you who don't know, the first game, The Last of Us, was a 2013 release for the PS3 that follows the story of Joel, a simple southern man turned smuggler after an apocalyptic zombie outbreak. He's tasked with delivering Ellie, a young girl who's immune to the zombie infection, to a group called the Fireflies in the hopes of creating a vaccine to save mankind. Though the two weren't fond of each other at first, they quickly developed a father-daughter relationship and became many gamers' favorite dynamic duo. Okay, so that's a very, very brief rundown of the first game. Now let's review what fans wanted and were expecting from the sequel they waited seven years for. As far as what we wanted from part two, there isn't really much to say. We all just wanted more of Joel and Ellie. We wanted more of that first game dynamic, that relationship, the humor, and so on. And you know, it was also what we were expecting since teasers for part two were released showing Joel and Ellie interacting throughout the game. Some people, including myself, theorized that part two would focus on some kind of revenge plot. A teaser video was released of a cutscene where a woman is killed and Ellie's voice is heard saying she'll get revenge. Of course, the plot of part two did end up being focused on revenge, just not in the way anyone expected. Now, finally, the part where I talk about the story we got in June 2020 for The Last of Us Part 2. As I said, this story relies heavily on revenge. That's because Joel is killed within the first hour of the game, and Ellie, along with a couple friends, decide to track down and kill those responsible. Joel's early and honestly quite gruesome death came as a major shock to gamers everywhere. And also... Joel's death was a lot of the reason people stopped playing the game. If you look onto Twitter, after the game was released, a lot of people said they didn't even touch the rest of The Last of Us Part Two because Joel died so early on. And people, you know, including myself, were mad about it. People were also mad at the fact that you actually played as Joel's killer, a woman named Abby, for a, a short section in the beginning of the game right before he dies. And people just thought that was kind of like adding salt to the wound, you know? It was just unnecessary and made it hurt more. To make matters worse, you play for Abby later in the game for about a good 10 hours or so. And people believe that this was an effort to make you sympathize with Abby, you know? Show her reasoning for killing Joel. Show that she's human too. She has a family. She cares about people. But for a lot of people, and you know, myself included, it comes off very distasteful and way too late. I feel like what Naughty Dog wanted to do was, as I said, was to show like the human side of Abby's show. She wasn't this monster, this killer who just comes in at the beginning of the game and kills everybody's favorite character. You know, they give her a backstory they show why she killed Joel, and the reason she killed Joel is because in the first game, Joel killed her father, a member of the Fireflies, and Abby walked in on the aftermath. And though, you know, Abby had 
in some sense, every reason to kill Joel. Just the way the game executed it, the way Naughty Dog executed it, made everybody so mad and is definitely the number one reason why The Last of Us Part 2 is rated so poorly. And, I mean, I would I would rate it poorly too because I feel like the story was just so poorly paced. I feel personally that if they just would have worked around the story a little bit more, if they just would have paced it a little bit differently, that I think people wouldn't, people would have been displeased that Joel died regardless of when he died in the game, even if he died at the very end in like a blaze of glory, you know, like just how Joel should go. I still feel like people would be upset, but I feel like it would have been better accepted. Um, so I feel personally, I feel like having Abby in the game and playing Abby for 10 hours could have worked if, one, if you didn't play as Abby right before Joel died. I feel like playing as Abby at all before Joel died just completely zeroes down, completely neglects anything good about Abby that could happen. Like, you know, she saved Lev. She, you know, she had a family that she cared about. She had friends. She had a cause. But for for fans, for gamers, you know, once once you see her killing Joel, it just none of that matters anymore. But I feel like you could really sympathize with her more if you played with her, if you played through her story, her backstory, her memories, like you did in part two. If you just played through all of that before Joel died, I feel like it would be easier to feel sorry for her and to really understand what Naughty Dog was trying to do instead of what everybody ended up doing was, oh, well, fuck this bitch. I don't want to play as her. This is stupid. And then, you know, later, you you know, after playing for Ellie, with Ellie for a long time, you play as Abby and it all just gets completely thrown down the drain. And, you know, later in the game, more towards the end, she even pushed away Dina, her girlfriend, love interest. You know, they were they were definitely together. They were definitely an item. But later she pushed away Dina because she found out where Abby was and she reignited that hellbent mission she was on and Dino didn't want to be a part of that anymore. And I don't I don't want to talk like too much about Joel's death, but it literally it sets up the rest of the game and it's one of the major things that affect players and that people are talking about because you know like I said I feel like if Joel died later in the game or if you just played as Abby a little differently I feel like people would have accepted it better but he died in the first hour and the rest of it just feels so weird and some people were I, I saw some people on Twitter say that they felt the writers, they felt that Naughty Dog did Joel dirty because Joel gave his real name to Abby when she asked for it when they first met. And he wasn't as careful. He moved slower. He wasn't as, like, tough and, you know, kind of scary like he was in the first Last of Us game. But personally, I feel like that's because Part 2 takes place roughly five years after the first game. You know, he's older, he's slower, and also he's lived in a town with Ellie for those five years and I mean we saw in the first game that Ellie made him soft you know Ellie you know kind of broke through that tough exterior a little bit so I don't think it's totally it's I don't think it's fair to say that the writers did him dirty by by making him trust Abby on site because he you know he 
it's very obvious you didn't do that kind of stuff in the first game. But I think that was a fair thing to do. And what I don't think is fair is, you know, for you to, for people to say that they hate the game just because Joel died. You know, I think if you're like me, you can say it wasn't a you can say it wasn't a great game because the pacing was weird, you know, whatever. But if you didn't play the rest of the game, or if you're saying that just because Joel died is a terrible game, I think that's pretty whack because I think a lot of the rest of the game is good. I think that Ellie's character development, her kind of spiral down, her struggle with mental health after seeing Joel die, I think they did that so well. And I think they tackled LGBTQIA plus so well with Dina and Ellie's relationship. Dina being bi and Ellie being gay and just kind of figuring that out in the world. And if you move into Abby's story, into her story arc, Abby Abby meets um, a trans boy named Lev who is running from his town, his cult, whatever you want to call it, because they want to kill him for being trans. And I think the game did both of those LGBTQIA plus stories very well. And I know a lot of the, I know a lot of gamers are just being honestly just straight dicks about it. You know, they're saying that. LGBTQIA plus stuff is being shoehorned into the game just because, you know, it's popular, just because they want people to like it, just because it serves no purpose or whatever, but it serves a purpose. You know, there's that representation. I remember when it was revealed to me that Lev was trans, I had a whole, like, proud moment. I felt so happy, not only that, you know, like, for the character specifically, that, like, oh my god, like, they're opening up to Abby about this, but also that they even put that in the game as like a major story arc. And I think they did it so well and so tasteful. And as far as Ellie and Dina go, that whole dynamic, that relationship, they did it, you know, they treated it for the most part like a heteronormative relationship just with two girls. And, you know, and people were saying that, you know, oh, it doesn't make any sense to make Ellie gay. But in the first Last of Us game, there's a DLC called Left Behind where Ellie is in a mall with a friend that's a girl and they do kiss. So, you know, if you're one of those people also that is saying you hate the game and you hate the story just because there's some LGBTQIA plus stuff in there, then, I mean, I don't want to be that person, but your opinion's kind of invalid (laughs) just because there's so much more to the story that you can hate, you know? Like, I don't, like I keep saying, I don't like the pacing and I think, you know, that's a fair thing to hate about the story because the pacing to me is very whack and I don't like that Joel was killed so early um I don't like I mean again you know spoiler but I said that before Ellie ends up letting Abby go in the end and I don't like that you know I don't feel like Ellie would have done that I mean I I understand why in a sense because you know Ellie's lost like her whole family chasing Abby she's pushed away so many people some people died And so it makes sense why she let Abby go, but also I feel like Ellie also, like, threw away so much that, like, why would you just let Abby go? Like, you've lost everything, like, might as well do the thing that you've come all this way for. So some people were mad about that. I know I was mad about that. I think that was a weird way to kind of end the game. Um, And speaking of ending the game... I'm going to say a few more things and then uh, end this episode here real quick. Um, And, you know, the game ends with Ellie 
going back to where her and Dina and their baby JJ live. And she goes back and finds that Dina left because she said, you know, she can't handle Ellie on this hellbent mission of killing Abby when it's gotten nothing but disaster out of it. And that was also one of the most, like, gut-wrenching things in the whole game to me, which is the very end few minutes when Ellie goes back to what she thinks, to what was her home, and no one's there anymore. And, you know, she picks up that guitar, and she starts playing, and she can't play the same. And, like, you can, like, see how, like, tired and broken she is and how, like, everything's changed. And that's just, that was such a powerful way to end the game, because they could have ended the game... In so many other ways. And then they did, they went to a flashback of Joel and Ellie talking in like the night before like the events of the game, like, you know, the main events of the game when Joel died. And he, they were talking about, you know, like moving forward, making up, all of that. And it just made the hurt so much more, in my opinion. But I also think that made the ending so much better because it makes it more powerful and, you know, some people didn't like the ending for this reason or that, but I think the ending was powerful. I think the ending was, I think the game, sorry, I think the game was good, not great. Again, you know, as I said a thousand times <laughs> during this podcast, I think that if they just, if Naughty Dog just did the pacing just a little differently, they could have kept the, the whole story how it was, like, for the most part. If they just stitched it together a little differently, I feel like they could have made a worthy sequel to The Last of Us, but, you know, they didn't. They wanted to go out and try something new, something bold, and I, you know, respect that decision, but, you know, obviously gamers everywhere, Twitter, didn't respect that decision, and the game, the sequel to The Last of Us, still sits at a very poor rating. I think only, like, a few percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something. It's quite, it's quite bad. Um, but I still, I still enjoy the game. I still think it's a beautiful story despite its faults. I still think it's a great LGBTQIA plus story in both Ellie's arc and Abby's arc. And I still think that if you haven't played it, I still think you should go out and play it. And if you're one of those people who stopped playing after Joel died, I think you should go back and play it because I think there's a lot more of the story that the game has to offer that you're missing. And there's some awesome flashbacks, by the way where you do get some Joel and Ellie interaction and those are so amazing and they break your heart, but they're so worth it. Just trust me, guys. Um, all right, y'all. So I think I've rambled enough. I'm sorry this kind of went in a few different directions. I just have like so many things to say about the story of this game because The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two are some of my favorite games. And I just have so much to say that I get a little, I get a little rambled, but... So those are my thoughts for today on the story of The Last of Us Part 2. I hope you tune in for the next episode. I'm Brooke B, and thank y'all for listening to The Written Game.